Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Wadproof Bionic is a revolutionary mobile technology to measure and improve your mobility, flexibility, and range of motion. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic has everything needed to build the daily sessions tailored to your body. Bionic will help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. We are live, guys. This is the Difference Makers podcast. My name is Justin Tamani. I will be your host today. Today we have with us Annika Greer. Annika is a young up-and-coming CrossFit athlete in the sport. You may have seen her recently as she won the fifth event, fourth event at Wadapalooza. Which event was that now? I don't know the number, but it was called Celebrate 10. It was Saturday night. That's all I remember. (laughs) That was a big one. Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, I can't remember the number either. Okay, Celebrate 10 at Wadapalooza. So you may have seen her smiling face all over the morning chalk up and, um, Damn, all over the place at Wadapalooza. But uh, Annika, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, so we were just chatting before we started, and I kind of want to get the background in your, your CrossFit career here a little bit, because you've been around the sport for a while now, even though you're just getting into your uh, second, I guess, like open season as a in the open division, not in the team division. Mm-hmm how long have you been doing CrossFit for and like kind of where did that start for you? Right. So I was a gymnast growing up. Um, unlike a lot of the teenagers who came, went from gymnastics into CrossFit, I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> but I did do it. So I could walk on my hands. I could do all that stuff, but I got hurt. Uh, and long story short, needed something uh, else to kind of put all of my 12 year old energy into. Uh, so yes, yeah, so when I was 12, we, Actually, I told this story a couple of times, but I think I was watching the movie Spy Kids and they were like doing Taekwondo or like some mixed martial art. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. So I wanted I wanted to try Taekwondo. So we uh, we called this like Taekwondo spot and I went in for like an intro and it just happened that there was a CrossFit gym at the same spot. It was like in the same building. Um, And so the guy doing my intro, like there was a CrossFit class going on in the background and I kept like kind of peeking and he's like, I think you might you might like it. He's like, do you want to come try the teens class tomorrow morning? And I was like, yeah, like I had no idea what CrossFit was. It was still so small here. Um, so came in the next morning, tried CrossFit, ditched Taekwondo, and then legit have not, have not stopped since. <laughs> and that was 12. Yeah. I was 12 turning 13. I think I was going into grade seven. So whoever, whatever age that is. <laughs> okay. And how old are you now? 18. So you've been doing the sport like six years already. Yeah. Technically for, I, I say it's six years, but it doesn't feel like six years. The first like three years, I was basically just doing the like teens class after school, like basically as like an after school program, like three times a week, we do like shuttle runs and ball slams and ab mat sit-ups and like the very basic, like the CrossFit foundation stuff. So I didn't really get into like the whole CrossFit scene until I was probably like until my first year as a teenager in the open. So I guess I did kind of two years just like after school. And then once I turned 14, I kind of discovered the whole like competing 
actual CrossFit CrossFit side. So you're part of this like new generation that grew up with CrossFit. And uh, it's, I, I've been talking about this for a while and, and I've talked to a few people about this. The next like four or five years, I think we're going to see this huge swing of people in the sport that like you grew up with the sport as opposed to finding it in their late twenties, mm-hmm. mid twenties. Like even if you look at somebody like Patrick Vellner, who's been in the sport for a long time, like his first you know, year of competing or whatever wasn't until he was in his early twenties. Right. And you found this sport at such a young age that like you're part of this like next kind of wave of like, Oh, this is like the next kind of wave of CrossFit athlete. And this is, you know, athletes dedicated to the sport from a young age. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's, what's going to happen with it all, but yeah. Um, We'll we'll touch on that in a little bit, but let's let's talk about where you're from. So you're from Prince Edward Island, which is in Canada. It is a tiny little island, and you said there's three CrossFit gyms there. But but how many? Like, what's the population of of PEI? Maybe a hundred and fifty thousand on I the think. whole island, and it's a, yeah. it's its own province. Yeah. So 150,000. So that's like smaller than most like cities, mid-sized city, not even like a big yeah. city. It's yeah. like a, like it's, there's towns with a hundred thousand people in them in, in Ontario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is there anybody else on the Island or even close to you? That's like remotely competitive or in that, that, you know, comparable scene to you? No, not, not within an 18 to 20 hour drive. Um, the closest would be the Quebec athletes, yeah. uh, or like Emma Lawson and some of the Ontario athletes, but that's an 18 to 20 plus hour drive for me. Uh, so no, not, uh, not particularly. It's just me, my, I joke my, like my training partners, my training partners on yeah. the weekends. That's it. It's my mom. Um, who's very fit. Oh, okay. she, she, she is very fit. She currently is sitting like top 50 in her age group on 22.1. So, so That's she's sweet. pretty fit. She's pretty yeah. cool. But, and then uh, my best friend <laughs> who's, who does CrossFit for fun and who's like, she's a soccer player. So she's got great cardio, but like not a competitive CrossFit athlete. So my two, my two training partners are my mom and my best friend. But yeah, so I kind of giggle about that, but no, just, just me. That's awesome that you get to train with your mom though. It is. I, I am very, very grateful for that. Yeah. We have a, we have a, a good relationship. Does she beat you in anything ever? No. Ah, Ooh, actually. Okay. She's okay. swimming. <laughs> we do. Okay. Joke. Yeah. She's like, she, she was a swimmer growing up. That was like her whole life. One nationals as a master, like a million times. She's a way, way better swimmer than me, but in the gym. Nah, sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Has she, now, does she uh, throw you under a wing there and teach you swimming, or do you do you do go swimming with her? 
Yeah, she she tries her very best. <laughs> she tries real hard. <laughs> We're getting there. I uh, unfortunately did not inherit her swimming genes. Um, she's built like totally opposite of me. She's got long limbs. She's like five six. I am five foot two, and I'm built like a fullback, like legit a mini fridge. So <laughs> I <laughs> we're not built to swim. But she actually no, she has made my swimming like ridiculously better I am I should give myself a little credit I I'm a, a good swimmer I manage I hold my own um yeah. and that is thanks to her but I still look like a like a what are those things called the puffer fish yeah those big oh yeah water. yeah yeah <laughs> I look like one of those compared to her in the water <laughs> did she help uh was there a lot of prep leading up to water plus in the swimming yeah, definitely. Um, I did. So I went to Wadapalooza as a teenager one year, which I have not even, I wouldn't even put it on the same realm as going as an individual. So completely different. Um, but the swim event, I, so I had swam leading up to it, felt fine swimming, uh, but getting in the open water, I had a full blown panic attack. I do not remember the swim from my teenage oh. years. I blacked out and somehow made it back in. Um, didn't come last somehow, but it was just like the worst experience ever that I was like determined to write over that uh, this past year. Um, so we did work really hard on my swimming. We worked really hard on spotting. The unfortunate part about where I live is that I can't open water swim ever because it's freezing. Um <laughs> like freezing <laughs> the oceans are currently ice so there wasn't a whole lot of open water swim practice going in but we did swim so much so yeah she definitely a big advantage having having her swim with me that's awesome and then how did the swim go this year um much better much better unfortunately the day before i pretty severely sprained my ankle on an event i flipped over the box uh with oh. the kettlebell step overs and i just like snapped my ankle uh so i couldn't kick unfortunately because that move i still i swam today actually and it's still i can do everything on it but swimming is still one of the most painful things just that um, like flexion exactly yeah because when you kick your foot slightly turned like inwards and that's the basically exactly how it was when i rolled it Ooh. so i basically was pulling the entire swim um so placing wise not where i would have liked but mentally how it went and how I felt in the water millions and millions of light years ahead of where I was a couple years ago. So, so in that sense, and the row went really well and the run went really well. So in that sense, I was happy with it, but it wasn't, it wasn't kicking too hard. Oh man. I didn't realize that you'd, you'd hurt your ankle on that event. Cause I know Dallin Pepper did as well. And his was, yes, we were, we have the same. So Dallin and I have the same agent, uh, like Cooper and lab. So yeah. they have like a body work guy and him and I were uh, keeping him busy with our ankles. <laughs> oh, did you end up like having to tape it up or anything or what did you, did you put anything on it? Yeah. Yeah. We had God bless Dr. Lunny because he taped me up good. It was Dallin's. I do think was worse than mine. Um, his was on, it was funny. His was on the inside of his ankle and mine was on the outside. So we were just kind of, so we just need to combine ankles, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it was very taped up. Luckily, honestly, the only thing that really hurt it for the rest of the weekend was the swimming. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. Cause I guess, yeah, like with the squatting and that, like, as long as you're in an okay position, you'd be all right. Then. As long as it was straight, it was totally fine. It was as soon as I had to jump or just move it from this plane. So I was very happy when they took the shuttle runs out of that event. Uh, oh the, yeah. Dale, Dale, yeah, it, 
when they replaced that with burpees, I was very happy because I was nervous about turning on it. Yeah, that could have been bad. Especially, like, I'm glad that they changed that because it was a little bit wet. But yeah, um, I think burpees was, were a really, really good test for that workout, anyways. So I think you had you know. to move on that workout. So for people who don't know the workout, it was uh, uh, sandbag shuttle, kind of back and forth with a 200 pound bag for the guys, and I believe 150 for the ladies. Um, some handstand walk back and forth, burpees, and then handstand walk. Uh, sandbag and it was kind of like a little pyramid structure Mm -hmm. and then right in the middle though was like 20 burpees over a line so you had to keep turning and it was like full speed 20 burpees between you know sections of handstand walking and heavy sandbags and that was like a minute and a half two minute event at the most yeah i loved that event it was so fun and it was cool how they did the elimination on that one yeah i like that a lot that was cool yeah um Talking about you know some of the prep for Wadapalooza, your coach Brett, he's based out of the gym that you train at, right? So yeah, CrossFit. he is CrossFit seven eight two. Yeah, he coached my very first teens CrossFit class ever. So he has been my coach since I was 12, 13. So he's been there. He's seen the whole journey. Yeah, he's watched me grow up. It's funny. I was joking with my mom the other day because a lot of the things I'll say, like come from Brett and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even realize how much of an effect he's had on like who I am as a person until I'll catch myself saying something. And I'm like, that's Brett. <laughs> it's so funny, but no, he's, he's a really big part of my life. That's uh that's cool to see. And and it's also even more cool that, you know, you've kind of gotten to the point where you have without straying or going to like another training camp or, you know, like one of those, um, I would just say like elite coaching programs. Um, what do you and your coach do to kind of develop your program and, and to work on the things that you need to work on? So the nice thing about the relationship Brett and I have is that it's like, I, we joke sometimes, I don't think anyone else can handle me and I don't think anybody else could ever know me as well as Brett knows me. Um, so he's just from watching me grow up and watching me as an athlete, he knows exactly what kind of workouts, uh, are best for me, like what things affect me the best. Like he just kind of has that knowledge just from watching me grow up and work out since I was 13. Um, but we also are very aware that we don't know everything. Um, and he's very, very good at that. So we're, um, so actually I'm going to Vegas to do quarterfinals with the underdogs. Um, oh, awesome. so yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Cause I really got along with them and I love Justin. I think he's fantastic. Um, the athletes there, I really, really got along with. So if that goes well, cause we are very also aware, and I kind of learned this at Wadapalooza that training alone all the time, Um, and like, when I say alone, I mean like alone is not very conducive. It's great to learn how to train. I learned how to train. Like I am really good at training, but it's not very conducive to being a high level competitor. Um, cause there's just some mental things that you, you miss when you're by yourself all the time. So there's definitely, I think if, if it goes well in Vegas as, as well as I think it's going to, then there's definitely a chance that I might end up there a few months at a time. And then, uh, Brett and Justin can kind of 
ideally have like a little hybrid thing going on. Cause I don't think I'll never leave Brett ever. Um, but we're also, again, very aware that like, we don't know everything. So we want input from other people. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing Brett's and I like our communication I, every day when I get my workouts, I'm like, why don't we put this in here instead of this? Cause then this will affect this. And he's like, I hate you, but okay. <laughs> so that kind of relationship we have, like we're able to, like I can criticize his programming without him hating me. <laughs> um, that so, would be tough for some coaches. Yeah. Right. So I'm very lucky. I, that's why I joke. I'm like, I don't think anybody else could handle me. Cause I'm very, we took like, we took a couple months off two summers ago now. And I just ran cause I needed to be a better runner. Uh, and I ran like a cross country runner for three months and it sucked and I didn't do CrossFit and I legit just ran. Um, and we brought in a running coach and that got astronomically better Last year, again, I basically took the entire year off weightlifting and classic CrossFit and gymnastics, and I just did rowing and burpees and pulling off the floor and cardio and running. Like, I just did the same things every day. So our him knowing exactly what I need to work on and my willingness to just to just do my weaknesses is, is a really good combination. That's got to be hard. Uh, like, from a mental standpoint, I don't think people your age would just be able to like, I feel like it'd be difficult to separate those two things and just compartmentalize and do one thing like that. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't fun. But uh, that's why last year I didn't even expect to do well as an individual, as a competitor. My goal was on this year because I was taking basically the whole year off of CrossFit and I was just doing E15 moms of cardio and barbell cycling at no heavier than 65 pounds. Like I didn't clean a bar heavier than 95 for probably five months. Um so it was really hard, um, but it was very worth it. And I think uh, I, because I trust him so much and because we have that relationship, it was easier for me because I trust him so much. Right. So I yeah. knew he wouldn't, I knew I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't worth it. Um, and I don't know if I could have trusted that from anyone else. Right. So it, yeah, it worked out. That's really cool to see. I don't think a lot of people can, and even having, you know, athletes I work with and, and different things like that, a lot of people get super nervous when you le when you take them away from the sport, like the, the competitive side of the sport for that length of time. Yeah. And it's, I think for me, I didn't come into like a lot of people come in kind of as like this blank slate where they're very even and they have to bring everything up. For me, it was like this. I was insanely naturally strong. I basically came out of the womb with a 325 pound back squat. Like I hit that when I was 15 and I'd never even done a squat cycle. That's what I mean. It was stupid. It was like what yeah. 15 year old needs to squat 325. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't run. 400 meters without having to stop and like suck wind. And like, I wish I was exaggerating, but my cardio and my fitness was like non-existent. And then I had these random super high strengths that were just kind of useless because I didn't have the fitness to use them. So kind of recognizing that I was a very unusual athlete coming in because we legit had to push all of those things I liked and that I was good at completely out the window for like a year over a year. <laughs> A three fifteen squat or three twenty five squat at fifteen years old is mind blowing. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I, I think that like I, I owned a, a CrossFit gym and I had guys that were training there, boys that were training there, and uh, these two brothers that we had like 
you know, they were getting into their twenties and they had just hit three fifteen, and they'd been training since they were about the same age as you grade seven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like they were solid. Like they, they are two of the best movers I've ever seen. Like best right. looking snatch technique, best looking clean and jerk technique, but just didn't have that leg strength. And right. like, now I'm just thinking back I me. Mean, <laughs> that's a yeah. crazy number to hit. It was, it, it was just one of those things. So that was the year, my first year doing teens. Um, I missed the games by one point. So I came 21st and they took 20, uh, Ooh. Yeah, that uh, that was a career defining kind of year. And that and was then, the the younger of the two age groups. Yeah, that was the fourteen fifteen. I only got one year in that division just because of my birthday. My birthday's in June, so a lot of teens get four years in teens. I only got three. Um, got it. Which I'm kind of grateful for because I was over teens by the end of it. Uh, my second year, I was the baby in the sixteen seventeen. I was kind of I was fifteen, like turning sixteen, um, yeah. and they cut it from twenty to ten going to the games. I yeah. like semi tore my UCL snatching. It wasn't as bad as like Brooks kind of like dislocating injury, but yeah. it was like, I felt it pop and I was kind of like, that ain't right. So I didn't need surgery luckily, but it did take five months to heal. Um, that's the only injury I've ever had with CrossFit <laughs> knock on wood. Um, so that kind of put me out for the 2019 season. I ended up coming 14th, I think, or 13th and they took 10. So again, just a couple spots out. Um, 2020, I came second and then they canceled the games and then 2021, I'm an individual, I come sixth (laughs) and they take five. (laughs) So, okay. We got, we got lots to unpack right (laughs) there. So let's, let's just rewind to the UCL injury. So for people who don't know, torn UCLs, um, commonly in baseball players, it happens quite a bit and that's your ulnar collateral ligament. And that's what they, when they repair it, that's what's called Tommy John surgery. And Tommy John surgery for a, a pitcher in baseball is one full calendar year of rehab. And, you know, from the day you're on the mound to the day you get back on the mound in a game is 365 days. And it's not really gotten too much faster for rehab. And you had a partially torn UCL from snatching. Yeah, we think so. I never got it MRI'd. We okay. x rayed it and there was no avulsion fracture or anything. So, like a little tiny chunk of bone hadn't come off. Um, and my physio is like, we're very, very close. He's one of my coaches, like lifelong friends. They grew up like right next to each other. So, that's a, a really nice circle we have. So, I saw him like a couple times a week, every week for like five months. Um, it wasn't fully torn. Like he could just kind of tell it was not fully torn. I could still use my arm, yeah. but it was just like five months of, of not being able to use it. Wadproof Bionic uses computer vision, motion analysis technology to assess your movement. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic analyzes your range of motion, and creates a daily mobility plan to help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. So I guess that was time for more assault bike and burpees that yes so <laughs> that's when i hit the 325 squat because we did and i swear to god i squatted twice with a barbell and i did like the zombie squats because i couldn't even hold a bar and back rack and i did that maybe a couple times and then the only reason i maxed out my back squat was because there's a fundraiser at my gym for special olympics um, and everybody else was doing a clean complex 
And I swear to God, for the first workout, I did echo or assault bike intervals uh, instead of the workout. And for the second one, I did uh, a one RM back squat. It was like, hey, that's the only lift you can do. Let's just see how much you can hit. And I had like three plates on and everybody was just like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So I squatted twice and all of a sudden hit 325 and I have not squatted since. (laughs) Jeez. That's, hey, that's, that's impressive. But the UCL thing is, is that's a, that's always been like a scary injury to me coming from the baseball world. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we're going to go further here. So then you came, you just missed qualifying as a teen in the younger division 21st, they took 20. So that was a year where, uh, I mean, that was like kind of the last normal year. And then every year since then it's been like changes at the CrossFit mm-hmm. game structure. Right. 2019, is the first year they changed the structure of the CrossFit Games, and they went to like the national champions, and they cut the 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 age group divisions down from twenty participants at the games to ten. And you, do you know where you finished there? Thirteenth or fifteenth? I don't think it was fourteenth, so it was either thirteenth or fifteenth. Yeah. Okay, so you're right in the right in the pack there yeah. too. So you would have been just a there. couple, yeah, couple and seconds then, here, couple seconds there. Yeah. And between those two seasons, that's got to be enough to just like kick you in the stomach and and leave you like wanting more. And then we go to the next year and you qualify in second in the online qualifier and it's 2020. So they say, sorry, try again next year. Yeah. And what's funny, uh, (laughs) I remember finding out through an Instagram post (laughs) and it was like one of those things where I finished the online qualifier and we went right into lockdown. This feels like a lifetime ago also, even though it was just two years ago, but uh, I don't even feel like the same person, but yeah, we went into lockdown literally for on PEI the day after I finished the online qualifier. So I think like deep down, I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen again. Um, Part of that may be just from, only really knowing disappointment for the past couple of years. I almost didn't really believe it was going to happen. Uh, and then didn't. <laughs> so I think when I saw the Instagram post, it was almost like, like a lot of people were like the ones who had gone to the games the past couple of years were just like so angry and so mad. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> yeah. I was, that's, that's why I'm glad I only got the three years in teens. Cause I was so over it by then. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to go play with the big girls enough of this teens junk. <laughs> yeah. And then 2021, we get to the uh, Atlas games, which is the semifinals now. And they take top five in all the North American semifinals and you finish sixth. Mm. And so now the sixth place though, wasn't it something along the lines of two through eight were only separated by like 20 points or something like that. Yeah, Atlas had the closest point spread of any semifinal by a long shot, yeah. And it was another one that was online. And the other Mm -hmm. thing that happened was it was pretty much all of the Canadians got stuck in that one semifinal. So all the Canadian men, and we had, you know, on the men's side anyways, 11 of the top 20 coming out of the open were Canadian men. Yeah. And then all the Canadian women got stuck together there too. And, uh... So you, it was a very deep field. I would say that's probably the deepest semifinal 
Uh, Other than the one that had Tia that still only had five, like mid mid Atlantic was a little, I don't know if it was deeper, but it was the same. It was close in the sense that Tia got put in it and they still only had five spaces going. That was the only one that I saw that was like a little, I hate the word unfair because nothing's fair, but in that kind of realm. Um, But yeah, Atlas was just like a very, we had heavy hitters and then we just had like every name you're going down the list and you're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So what does that do to you mentally? Like, how do you feel coming out of that sixth place? You miss it by a spot, but it's only like a couple of points. It's like, you know, points, not like the positions. It could have been three reps on a workout here, five seconds less on a workout there. How do you, it was four seconds. You, yeah, I have something. I, <laughs> I have something similar to that. It was the separator was fourteen box jumps, but anyways, yeah. um, go on. So, how does that mentally affect you? You know the numbers, like you just said. You know it's four seconds. How does how does that impact your training? How does that impact your your mental state? Do you take time off? Like, what's what's that next uh, little bit like? Yeah, I mean, it was again. I think looking back on it, there's a lot of things mentally. Um, I can learn from that because I wasn't surprised when I saw I was six because I went, so I started the weekend. It was like every two workouts you put scores in. And then, so after the first two workouts, I was in second and I didn't think the first two workouts were going to be that good for me. So I was like, Oh heck yeah. Like great. Next two workouts. I had a workout that I thought was going to go great, go really poorly. Um, And then I dropped a fourth. And then the last two, I like fought for my life. And I'm like, so still proud of those last two workouts because they were the workouts I thought were going to be worse for me out of the whole weekend. Um, Pulling off the floor in burpees used to absolutely just demolish me. Like that combo just healed me. I don't know what it was, but I could not recover on anything during those combos. So it was Gretel. It was the 10 rounds for time three clean and jerks, three bar facing burpees. Um, And then there was a row and legless rope climb event. And so when I missed the games by one point, it was because of rope climbs. So those have been like a mental, they were a mental nemesis for a couple of years, then a physical nemesis. And then I finally feel like now I am good at them and they're a strength. Uh, And rowing again, I'm five foot two and I had no aerobic capacity coming into CrossFit. Rowing's not been my friend. Um, It is now though. So those two workouts, there's a really, really sweet video of me and my coach when I finished the rope climb workout. Like I run across the gym and everybody's like screaming, like it is the best video in the whole world. It is so cute. Um, and so those two workouts and the same thing after Gretel, like the entire gym, I'm in the middle of the gym doing just like clean and jerks and bar facing burpees. And there's legit a circle, like just screaming. And so that those last two days, like were so amazing. And I am so proud of those two workouts that it was kind of like, I don't know. I had a gut feeling that I just wasn't going to make it this year because I think mentally I didn't feel like a games athlete yet. And that's my mistake because I I'd already counted myself out mentally without, and I shouldn't have. Right. Um, so I don't know when I saw six come up, it was just kind of like, I was just kind of numb. Like I was, I was so proud of like, I guess I wasn't proud in the moment. I'm proud now of those two workouts. But when I saw it come up, it was kind of, it wasn't like a, oh my God, I thought I was going to be fifth. Like, ah, how devastating. It was just kind of like, what else is new, right? That's been my path. That's been my life since I started CrossFit, just missing out. So, and what I, I that what that taught me though, is that I need to stop expecting 
bad shit to happen. <laughs> because if I'm already expecting bad things to happen subconsciously, what is that doing to like, there's definitely a subconscious effect um, on my performance. Right. So although I don't think like it's fine, I'll, mentally during the workouts, I felt like I attacked it as best I could, didn't make any mistakes. Like I did my best. There's definitely an aspect of, I, I believe it's a very, it's a funny little switch. I believed I could go to the games. I I've always believed that I am going to make it that I'm good enough and that I'm capable, but it was almost like a, not a deserving thing, but there's like a second little aspect. You have to actually, actually believe that it's going to happen kind of thing. Yeah. So that was, that's the switch I've made since last year is not only do I believe I'm capable, but I actually like am envisioning it happening. Um, and I guess that just comes from many years of missing out by a couple points. It's hard for me to actually like expect it to happen, but I need to start expecting good things to happen. Cause if I don't, then I'm constantly, it's just, yeah, I don't know what it is, but that's, that's the change I've kind of made since, since last year. The power of like that mental of the mindset, right. And how you approach everything and manifesting it even. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of, cause I'm not a big like manifestor, like that whole thing, but it is kind of similar to that where it's like, I have to believe more than I'm just physically capable. I have to legit like see it unfold. I think that's a, that's also a very like wise statement for, for someone your age. <laughs> you know, not, not to just play like the young card, but to be yeah. that like self-aware and be able to pinpoint those things. Like that's impressive. So thank you. I feel old. <laughs> I feel old. You know yeah. what? This sport will make you feel old. Yeah. It, say it takes years away from your life. Having that much <laughs> like anxiety around things like the open and stressing for five weeks uh. straight or whatever. Nah, I, it is funny because I did have like a full competitive career in not, not gymnastics, but I did show jumping like with horses. Um, and that was my entire life from when I was three years old until literally two years ago. So it's like, I've had a whole competitive career. Like I was quite good at it. Like got good really quickly. I've had a whole competitive career before I even started CrossFit. So I do, I feel old sometimes. <laughs> Jeez, that's, and that's like a whole other, like that's a, pretty tiring sport as well it's a lot it's a it's your whole life it's um yeah. this is so this winter will be the first uh this year will be the first year since i was three years old i won't be riding not at all you're not even just like i no. i so i sold my my like my horse fergie she was my like show jumping horse i sold her in the fall because I wasn't competing anymore and she was a really, really talented athletic horse and she's not old. Um, so, and I've had her since I was 11. Um, so we kind of grew up together, but I had to, I sold her to a little girl this fall cause she, I did not have time to give her the like attention and that she deserved. And she loves to compete. Like you can tell when they love competing. So, so I sold her to a little girl in the fall, but, but now I am horseless for the first time since I was three. Wow. Yeah. That is such a, I know some people that that took care of horses and did uh, not not so much show jumping, but they um, what was it uh, barrel racing? Oh yeah, okay, western. Yeah. Western, yeah. yeah. So and like just the amount of time and dedication oh. that that was you have to put into that is is incredible. Yeah. Him. So that changed your your mental side. Have you worked with any uh, coaches on the mental side of your game? 
Brett, I mean, so when I was, when I missed the games by one point in 2018, it was because I was legit soft as a marshmallow, had no mental fortitude. I was so soft. I mean, what 14 year old is, but so, <laughs> so we, after that year, that year is what made me mentally tough. Um, and I, I'm so, oh my God, I said, I've said this so many times. I am so glad I did not go to the games as a teenager. I am so glad because I do not think I would even be remotely as good as I am now or remotely as capable as I am now if I had. Um, so yeah, after I missed it the first time, we did basically spend the whole year. I think we even, we did like a mental training program and I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Like I remember him giving me homework and I remember being like, Brett, this is so dumb. And he's like, I'm not giving you workouts until you do this. And so then I did like, and again, that's like the relationship we have. And so we, we did that. And I mean, it's just kind of adversity after adversity. If you want to keep going, you got to get tougher. So it's just kind of, it just happened over the years. Awesome. And so when, when you said Brett for a second, we actually just had Emily Rolf's uh, mental coach or mindset coach on his name is Brett as well. So I was oh, like, funny. Brett, I didn't know that. Oh. And then, <laughs> That's hilarious. His no, episode just came out today. Oh, so cool. That's that's why I was like, wait a second, what? But uh, no. that's awesome. Hey, Brett. You're Brett being doing that, and and that is a unique thing. Like I think that we don't see that kind of relationship all that often. So for him to just be like, yeah, I'm going to give you these. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm not giving you anything else till you finish this. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at 14 and 15 years old, that's got to be a tough, tough thing to to get after. Yeah. But I mean, it's never been, it was always my choice. Like when he started giving me workouts other than the class wads, cause so when, in 2017, I was too young to sign up for the open. Um, but I still did the workouts just for fun, like with the class and they decided to keep track of my scores and see where, where I would end up like in the teen division. And I ended yeah. up being like 40th as a 13 year old. And all I did was like the class workouts. Um, and it was after that, year that I kind of discovered, like he asked me he's like do you like that do you like competing and I was like yes like the best thing ever like I was so in love because I'm so competitive he's like if you want and if you want to chase this I'll give you extra work and like I'll give you workouts to do and I was just like oh my god like yes and I was always asking for more he never pushed anything on me so he never forced me to do anything. It was always my decision first. I always put up a little fight. And then he's like, you don't have to. And I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to do it. Like, geez, like that. <laughs> so there's like, and we still do that now when I'm like, when I'll see my workout and I'm just like, oh, and he's like, do you want to make it easier? I'm like, no, like it's, it's just kind of our, our relationship and the way I am. But, but yeah, he's been really good for that. And I think that's why um, I still love it now. And I still want to do this for like the foreseeable long-term futures because we were so careful with what we did when I was, when I was younger and we never pushed me too hard. That's, that's great to hear. Now, speaking about like for the foreseeable future, are you going to school? Are you doing CrossFit full time? Like what's, what's the lifestyle like right now? Yeah. So I am actually, I think I'm one of the only teens that's like, uh, kind of at this level that's, that's going to university right now. Um, but yeah, I am technically full-time. Um, I'm in three classes, however, they, I am full-time online. So even like, despite COVID, okay. I'm just taking online classes. I tried to go in person for first semester and it was 
it, it wasn't sustainable. I managed through first semester and it was fine, but I was like, this is not sustainable and this isn't what I want to do. But I also don't want to not go and put it off and be 35 and be like, crap, I'm a high school graduate kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I have no goals for my education per se. There's nothing I want to do with it. I'm just doing it for education's sake. Um, I think it's important. My dad's a university professor and both my parents have PhDs. So like my parents are so smart. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to do something. But uh, no, I'm an, I'm an English major and I'm in some philosophy too. So completely different from CrossFit. <laughs> Very but, different. But yeah, and so are I'm you on the island? Uh, so yeah, so right now UPEI, like University of Prince Edward Island, it's the only university we have here. They are they offer some online courses, so I could, and they're like asynchronous. I never have to meet on Zoom, that kind of thing. Um, however, I can't finish a degree that way, so they don't just they just don't have enough courses. So I am transferring to a different university uh, after the semester, so before next year to finish my degree somewhere else, but. Uh, because my dad's a prof there, my tuition is like basically nothing. So it was kind of like, let's get as much as we can done at UPEI and then we'll switch to to somewhere else. Nice. And then where are you looking to switch to? So it's called Athabasca. There's, yeah. there's so many American options for online universities, but because I'm Canadian, tuition's like 10 times more expensive, even though it's online. So the only like valid and trustworthy like online uh, Canadian universities is Athabasca. And I think there's a in-person, like, I think there's an actual school in Alberta. Somewhere. I have no idea. I thought they were just. Well, online. there's one, but I, it's either in Saskatchewan or Alberta. <laughs> so nowhere close to here. They're both Far the same. <laughs> Out there, they're all the same. Flat. It's flat yeah. for the most part, except for oh. a part of Alberta. You get a little mountain there. Yeah. Not a little, though. You get bam. Like, it's. Not good. <laughs> Those are the Rocky Mountains. They're, they're vague. <laughs> yeah. Um, training after Wadapalooza, I saw you went and spent some time with the uh, the Brute crew. Yeah. Um, just while I was there. So actually the gym shut down for two weeks here. Again, we had our first Omicron outbreak on PEI and uh, kind of every public health kind of flipped their, flipped their lid a little bit, scared us because we have a very high elderly population. So we got a little nervous. Uh, so PEI shut down for two weeks, like entirely. And the gym shut down right after Wadapalooza. So we prolonged our stay <laughs> in Miami and I went and trained with, I'm good friends with like James and Dallin and Emma, just all being in teens at the same time kind of thing. So I went yeah. down, I met Phil. He's also really cool. And their coach, Matt's awesome. So went down, trained with them for a bit, hung out, stayed in the sun. <laughs> that crew there put up some impressive scores on 22.1. They did. They did indeed. I was mad. They all beat me by a couple reps. But it was all like, they were all like bunched in with each other, like yeah. right at the top. That That's was, what happens when you do it next to each other. Yeah. They were flying. Like mm -hmm. it, I noticed that. And then, you know, talking to you, I saw on your Instagram that you were training with all those guys. And I'm like, these guys are all at the same place training at the same time. And they're putting up the same scores. And I'm, when I say the same scores, it's like, yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. Like elite scores. Um, but do you feel like there's like a, like a hunger within your age group, within like that crew yourself. Um, you know, I don't know if you talked to like Emma Lawson or anybody like yeah. that. If there's like a hunger because none of you guys are like really proven yet. You know, Emma Carey went to the games last year mm -hmm. as a 17-year-old. She would have been kind of the youngest one or she was like 17, 18, but she was in the youngest 
age group with mm-hmm. her and Mal. Do you see that, that there's like that hunger training with those, that crew? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course I, I like, it's tough. Cause I'm very, because I train by myself so much, I'm just so focused on like myself. And sometimes I don't really feel a part of that, like younger generation crew because all of them went to the games as a teenager. I True. didn't. So I'm like the only one that's kind of pushing that level that never went to the games as a teen. So I do feel like a little different than them. Cause then there's like Paige powers, Olivia Sulek, like Mal, Paulina Harrow. Now, like there's a big, or not a big, there is a handful of us now that, and I say us, and I don't really feel like I'm part of that crew because they all got to go to the games like three years, four years. And I never did. So, um, so I'm not like, I never, that was the first time I ever met Emma Carey in person. So, okay. uh, yeah. So like, and like James, I knew and same with Dallin. That was the first time I met him in person, but I feel like I've known them for years, but I do feel a little different from them just because I actually never got to go to the games and have that experience. But, but yeah, of course, everybody's, everybody's hungry. Everybody wants to, to make it this year, every year. <laughs> yeah. I think every year, but it's, it's just like what I was talking about earlier, that young, that new generation that, mm-hmm. that grew up with the sport that we're seeing, really you know like there's people that are just on the edge of like breaking through that that barrier there mm-hmm. so i i think it's exciting i think it's 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 really cool to see yeah um, i think it's really i was talking about this with uh on coffee pods and was and i think he was asking if he thinks there's an advantage and i think it's really good for crossfit as a sport um, when it comes to athletes doing this as like a professional athlete, because, uh, I know a lot of like extremely, extremely fit people, um, who found it just like late twenties and they've already had full careers. Like they're teachers, they're nurses, like they've already have a career. And I think like all of us coming up from a young age and doing it full time. And like, I think that's really good for the growth of CrossFit as like a professional sport, because I'm super grateful that I have the opportunity or that I found it this young so that I can do this as a professional sport. Um, so I think I was, I remember talking about that with him that I think it's really good for the sport that we have all these young people coming up and we can really like professionalize the sport. I think so too. And the other thing that is cool to see, and it's been, it's been a kind of needed change. If we're looking at the sport side of things, not necessarily just the CrossFit, uh, mm-hmm. training methodology side of things is, is the influx of, sponsorship dollars from these yeah. companies that are coming into the space. Like, you know, somebody like a tier or monster, like these companies weren't yeah. involved in the space three, five years ago. And now we're seeing that influx of, of sponsorship money that allows these athletes to be more professional and train full time and, and elevate the level of, of the caliber of athlete that we have. Yeah. Cause I think we saw like some high peaks, and then a drop off. And now I think that drop off is becoming less and less and yeah. everybody's kind of catching up to the top. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I was just checking, I, I threw up on Instagram some questions and, uh, Kyra, Kyra from underdogs asked when you're going to be moving to Las Vegas. She's, <laughs> I she love said, Kyra. Uh, ask her when she's moving to Vegas and when she's going to be joining us. <laughs> Kyra, I leave on the 17th. <laughs> so you're heading down there. Uh, are you going to spend an extended period of time or are you just going to go down for quarters? No. So I'm going to go down early. Uh, I'm going to go exactly seven days before quarters uh, and I'll stay for a couple days after. Um, 
just because, well, for a couple of reasons, A, Vegas is a little bit different than PEI in March. We are getting blizzards in March. March is our second winter. Um, yeah. We have like three winters in PEI. Starts in October, then we get a little break, and then we hit December. January is kind of nice, and then February, March is rough, So, and sometimes even into April. So March is our winter, so it is like cold Um and Vegas is starting to get hot <laughs> in March. Yeah. Uh, plus the elevation change. Plus it's a four-hour time difference. Um, so there's just a lot of things I kind of want to adjust to before I start trying to compete. Uh, and although quarters is still not like I'm fairly confident in my even if I'm dealing with all of these external factors that I'll make top 120, but I still want to do really well. And I still want to be able to push really hard against those people in Vegas. So I want a good, a good amount of time to kind of, to acclimate. So, so I'm going to go. And I also wanted a couple good solid training days with them to like, feel like the training vibe and see how like I like training with them and, and kind of feel those vibes. So yeah, I'm going to go for, I think it's about 10, 11 days total. Okay. Awesome. That'll be a good crew to train with. And I feel like that environment will be completely different than what you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, dry heat of Vegas. I'm, I'm curious to see your, your feedback after the, uh, the quarterfinals of like how you felt in that and felt while you competed. Cause that's going to be so different than what you're used to on a regular basis. Yeah. I hate the cold. Like physically it makes me <laughs> nauseous when I step out of the house. Uh, however, that's, so the heat, I will welcome with open arms. The dry, however, I have asthma. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be taking a couple spare puffers. But because I quite like like the the wet heat of Florida was really nice on my lungs because I liked I liked that. But the the dryness will uh, will have like a little holster with my puffer. I'll just stick one in my sports bra or something to keep my lungs okay. <laughs> just at the ready all the time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now I'm I'm glad you're going down there. I think that'll be a good change and and even, you know, like looking at training with Brute after um Wadapalooza, like I think that that'll be a good environment for you to be in and I think it'll almost like fuel the fire. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. There's so many reasons to go down and I just oh, we really like kind of plus Cooper like my agent is really close with like all of the underdog crew, but I really kind of yeah. connected with a lot of the the peeps at underdogs and I, I really like Justin. So, and I'm like my biggest thing is just like vibes. Like that's all I really care about. Like there's I'm sure I could find people around here to train with, but if it's not like if I don't if it's not like fueling my kind of internal, if they're not pushing me, they're not making me like want to be better and I'm not enjoying myself, then I don't care how fit you are. Um, and I just really like the people. So it's just like a crazy added bonus that they're stupid fit. <laughs> yeah. And have you spent time in the, in the, like a big city like that? Um, I mean, kind of. So I went to my like Deb, the other agent at lab who I'm really tight with. She lives in New York. So I went down there to train a little bit earlier in the year. She lives in Long Island though. So it's a little different, but, uh, uh, I mean like I've traveled a little bit, I've never been to Vegas, but so it, that will be very different than PEI, but I have like my dad's from the States. My mom's from Ontario. I haven't spent my whole life here, so it won't be like shell shock, but yeah, I was wondering if that was going to be like a a complete 
yeah, in I, itself. Like, I grew up here, but I don't feel like an Islander. Like there's like this Islander community and everybody's from here and everybody's related and everybody does the same. So I'm like, I'm, I grew up here and I love PEI, but I don't feel like a, an Islander. So, so luckily I don't think it should rattle me too much. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad on that. Uh, actually speaking of, of the quarterfinals, are you, um, I mean, with the open, are you a leaderboarder? Are you somebody who's um, looking at that or are you look yeah, at it? I mean, didn't forget it. No, nah, I like, I, I am a bit in this. I don't let it affect me though. I feel like I'm pretty good at looking at things like that and not letting it derail me. Um, so yeah, like I definitely, I like looking at the leaderboard. It fires me up. Honestly, if I do shit like a, or crappy on a workout, like I like to know why I like to know who's beating me and like, I, I do kind of like it, honestly. Yeah, I'm very competitive and I want to win. So like, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of competing. It's doing 100%. your best, but I also want to win. So yeah, like 21 or 22.1. Uh, so this is my best open finish in my entire career. And this is a workout that has some of my historical, historic, historic, historic. past. <laughs> I'm an English major, guys. So my past worst movements. So I'm like super fired up right now for this season. So yeah, definitely. I check the leaderboard. I see what's up and that kind of, that's what pushes me, pushes me in the right direction. Awesome. Good. Well, on that note, good luck with the next two and then the quarters and moving on and all that stuff. I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon, but yes, Annika, uh, before we go, Annika Greer at Instagram or on Instagram at Annika Greer, uh, anywhere else, if anybody wants to find you or what you're up to next. Oh, like, do I have any other platforms? Yeah, no, are you using I'm any other so social? Bad at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to use Facebook. It's, I'm glad you found my Instagram. If you would ask me what my handle was, I probably would have said Greer Annika. So it's good that you found it first. Oh, I, I, I did my research there. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much, and good luck with the next uh, couple of weeks here. And then I'm sure we'll check in with you soon. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. All right. With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home, to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side -side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.